welcome to the Service MVP Podcast. This is where you go to learn how to use pure motive service to create higher value to grow your results. And now, here is your host, America's Service Sales Coach, Joe Crisera. All right, everybody, welcome to the Service MVP Podcast. I am America's Service Sales Coach, Joe Crisera. And on today's show, our inaugural episode, we do have with us one of my very best and dearest friends. Uh, his name, he's, he's famous regionally in the New England area, but he has now become a worldwide phenomena after many years of being, <laughs> having a friendship with me. Uh, I'd like to introduce my friend, Rick Picard. Rick, welcome to the Service MVP podcast for our first episode. Thank you so much for being here. Well, Joe, I'm so honored that you would invite me to for a inaugural first episode, and I'm honored to be here. Well, Rick, uh, today's show, we're going to call, call an interesting subject. It's called giving yourself the gift of responsibility. When I, I asked you, I said, well, you know, I got some subjects. Of course, they're all kind of salesy subjects. And you like, well, Joe, I think this is the one we should do first to make sure that let's start out with this. And you, you call it the gift of responsibility, right? And so, Rick, uh, let's talk about it. You know, this show is made for service professionals who are trying to uh, achieve better results. And, you know, you know, you are a guy who tell us a little bit about your background and the different results you've gotten so people can understand, you know, where you started and where you're at right now. Yeah, I, I started out as a service installer. I, matter of fact, I installed my first furnace in 1979, so I'm aging myself a little bit. <laughs> and you know, I went through the ranks as a service guy and installer, and uh, then I became a salesperson. So I've been uh, serving my customers in the sales aspect for probably 20 years now, and uh, and with your help and some uh, good coaching from you and uh, some hard work from myself. I've, I've done pretty well. I mean, uh, I'm on pace to do 12 million in sales this year. I think one of the things that's helped me the most to be effective is what the topic I'm going to talk about tonight is about responsibility. That's really great, Rick. And, you know, uh, you know, throughout, throughout the, uh, our relationship, I did see kind of like you gain momentum in this area too. I mean, when I, when I first met you, you're like, Joe, what can I do? I mean, the uh, you know the competition's already charging eighteen hundred bucks for a furnace, and I'm at twenty five hundred bucks. Remember back in the day? Uh, I, I mean, what I was do. that? Two thousand. Two thousand. It sounds ridiculous to even say numbers I, like that, I doesn't know. it? I know it does. That's yeah. it. But it was like uh, two thousand seven, I think it was, or something like that. And you're like, I'm already, I'm already five seven hundred dollars higher, Joe. You can't do anything about that. And you're, right. yeah, you, you were kind of d- d- in denial of the responsibility a little bit. And I said, Well, Rick, as the problem is, you're only seven hundred dollars higher it should be twenty thousand higher and then, then people got something to talk about and you know it kind of blew your mind i think at the time and uh and you kind of you kind of saw that i think when you and i got together that uh i think that's part of our relationship is built on that right that we we built it on the thing that neither one of us would just blame things that was outside their control we always tried to think of, think of the things that we could control now rick uh, can you give us some examples of what you see that just in normal human interactions about how right. responsibility yeah. is so important? Yeah, let me talk. About, and, and that's why I was thinking about this. But what I want to say, I, I think you just mentioned something right in 2007. This is why the, the responsibility is the key. All right. Once I had the key and once you helped me understand that I had to take responsibility for my results and I could change the results, the heavens opened up for me. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, and everything made a difference. But the re- I was um, relating to was something that happened personally. 
where about I saw the importance of responsibility. This is even a relationship. My daughter and son-in-law are having some problems and they've been fighting a lot lately. And believe it or not, they asked me to come help. <laughs> All right. Wow, I didn't know you yeah, marriage counseling. It's a side job yeah, of yeah. marriage counseling. That's great. Yeah. I mean, my, my wife rolled her eyes, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. But, but they asked for help, and and when I went went down and I listened to him speak, the thing I noticed first is both of them were too busy blaming the other person for what was going on. All right, that they they couldn't see that uh, instead of focusing on what they did to cause the other person to be upset, and then how they reacted, they were focused on how they reacted. There was no responsibility at all. So I, I you know, if you don't want her packing your bags and telling you to get out. Maybe you can think about what you did to make her that angry. All right. Mm, I get it. So, I get it. Right. So they were too busy pointing the finger at each other that they didn't realize that without um, taking responsibility, there's no growth. Right. So the reason they've been stuck where they've been for a long while now is because neither of them could grow because they weren't taking responsibility. If it's the other person's fault, then you have there's no reason to change. So, so you think there's a direct correlation between personal. And, per, and it could just be just gro human growth, let's say growth right. inside of us. Yeah. And our uh, there's a direct uh, diagram that would say the more responsibility we begin to take, the more we begin to grow as a person. Right. I absolutely believe that. I mean, to me, I think that's the biggest thing uh, that's helped me the most. Just, you know, take responsibility. I mean, we hear it right from salespeople, right? You know, all the excuses they come up with of why they don't sell. And you don't usually say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. What they're saying is customers too cheap, the company's too expensive, you know, the economy's bad. There's, everything's externalized, things that they you know really can't change. Well, let me go back and ask about that about your daughter and, and your uh, son-in-law. There, yeah. uh, is is your son-in-law or future son-in-law? Future, future son-in-law. Future yeah. son-in-law. He's a great guy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, but let me ask you a question about that. Did they see the uh, light on it? Did they see the uh, situation? That did when did when did the, when did the logjam break on that one? Did they? Uh, I, we didn't hear the end of the story, right? Uh, you know, right, you're, right. You're, like Monica rolled her eyes when you said you were going to do it. So was <laughs> yeah. she right, or did you uh, did you achieve any success in that counseling session? When, I, I, when, I, when did it break loose? Or tell us that. Yeah, I really did. It took an hour or so or longer. I was there for quite a while. I was there for a couple hours listening to them both. And when I kept on talking about looking at themselves instead of looking at the person, a little light came on. All right. And uh, my son-in-law said to me, you know what? I don't know why I didn't figure this out earlier, but I know there's certain trigger points that get her upset. And I don't take responsibility for slitting that switch off. All right. And now I got to see if I didn't switch that switch off, she wouldn't have did what she, what she did. And my daughter said the same thing. I, I know I, I know that I shouldn't say certain things. And sometimes I, I indulge myself by saying mean stuff, even though I don't mean it. You know, I mean, I got to take responsibility for that. So since that happened a month or so ago, uh, I, I saw them for a birthday party on Sunday and they said things have been going much better. They've been both focused on themselves and what they can do to improve, to show their love for their mate. And things have been going much better. They feel like they've really, uh, you know, uh, jumped the hurdle. They really, really, they're on the other side of the mountain, I think. Yeah, I think that's really uh, a key indication of any relationship, whether it's a marriage, uh, a friendship, or whether it's uh, professional. Like in a way, we're I would say give my, we give our unconditional friendship to every client, right? That's really what we're doing. It's in a way I say, you know, I'm even giving my client uh, for the moment I'm in their house, you know, 
uh, more of my attention that I give my own family in a way. So right. I'm kind of kind of becoming part of that, right? Uh, and I will tell you a story. I had a story with a coworker here at Service MVP where, you know, she she was negative in one of the meetings, and I'm like, you know, we can't have that. I was telling Julie, my partner, I said, we gotta we gotta fire that person because she's so negative. And Julie's like, Joe, didn't you see what you did during the meeting? that made her like that? And I said, no, I mean, I was just brought up the normal stuff. And she says, well, why don't you think about it? And so I thought about it. And I'm like, oh yeah. When she tried to ask a question, I told her it's not important to bring that up right now. And I just shut her down. And after that, she got negative. I said, ah, right. I, I get it. So I went back and apologized to that person. And she started crying actually. She's like, well, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm glad to see you realize it. And he goes, I'm sorry, I got negative too. So she took, it kind of inspired her to take responsibility at the same time. And we just gave each other a hug and said, yeah, sorry about this. I got, I got, I got you off on the wrong foot and I'm, I'm the leader. Uh, and I kind of stepped on your toes there. Right. So uh, I think as many times we are, we have a blind spot when it comes to this, Rick, what do you think about that? Is that true? Like, like, your, think, like, uh, your, daughter, like your daughter, you know, definitely it's true. You know, here these two people loved each other and, and cared for each other, but they couldn't see it. You know what I mean? So sometimes, you know, it's like Julie just reminded you about taking responsibility. We just reminded them about taking responsibility. And also, you know, when I was giving them an advice, I thought about myself. Do I always take responsibility in my marriage? You know, uh, you know, there's the things that I do that I probably shouldn't do. Uh, you know, it's things that I could do to make my marriage even better. So it's just good advice for us all the way around. Yeah, you're giving you're giving yourself counseling while you're counseling your daughter and your son and your future son-in-law, right? At the same time. Right. Well, Rick, uh, this is obviously a, bu a business podcast about how right. people can be successful there. Uh, how does that kind of a story relate? You know, talk about somebody's future marriage. Uh, how does a future marriage relate to our clients and dealing with people like that? How do we, how does this responsibility help us get better results with our clients? I guess is the question. Well, it's the same thing. You know, if you think about it, we're going to have a long relationship with our, with our uh, customers, maybe a 20 year relationship, right? And a new system we might help them purchase or whatever, you know, how yeah. long the relationship's going to be. We're like almost married to the customer, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you probably probably see there's probably generations yeah. of people who use Rodenheiser, probably the father right. and then the kids and then the grandkids. I mean, there's probably right. uh, three generations of people who could use the company, right? So it is, yeah. you're, you're, you're in the family in a way, right? right. So, Absolutely. Uh, so, so, so where does it start? How does that, uh, how does that manifest itself in that kind of relationship with the client? And then when they, where does the client see the, the benefits of that responsibility that you're taking for your, for the opportunity here? Well, if we see it's going to be a long-term relationship with them, right, we're going to make sure that we give them all the solutions from the most premium to most mid-range to most economy, all right, because, you know, we care for them like a family member. We're going to make sure they have, you know, all the solutions. Let me show we offer the safety, dependability, um, uh, you know, all the, um, efficiency, all these different things that we would want our family to have. We want to make sure that you can see we feel the same way about them and that, you know, in this relationship, they can depend on us. And we're going to take responsibility for what, what and stand behind whatever we do. So you have these tangible things like um, things you can see, like the options or taking the time to write down uh, the solutions and things like that and make it maybe the warranties and the services are tangible things that you put into your solutions that people can see that, wow, that's different there's more choices than other people are giving me and the choices are more personalized or right? there's things you can see. What are some of the intangible things that you can't really see, but they still kind of feel it in a way they feel like, you know, this is like, there comes a time in every kind of a sale and you probably ever see this where it's like, this is the kind of person I want to do business with. And then, you know, it's like, it's a time that 
nobody has to say anything about it. They just kind of, it emerges like that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, tell me what element this taking responsibility uh, and what, what intangible things happen that you can do that really can't be seen, but they can be felt uh, with the customers. What do you think? Well, I think it's important, right? I think the customer has to see or feel that your motive for them is pure. Right. We talk about pure mm. motor service a lot. Right. So, you know, when a customer can intangibly just feel that you're looking out for their best interest, not your mm. own. Right. You know, uh, sometimes you can get an objection that, that, that people want to delay the installation. And, and if you give every reason why they shouldn't do that, that's uh, focused on you and not on them. Right. Then they're going to say, oh, this person doesn't really care about me. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you're focused on them and, you know, listen, we're afraid this thing might break down when, and when it's really cold or really hot or we're you know, concerned that the cost, the price increase of equipment right now is going up all the time. You know I mean, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're concerned about uh, the, the availability of equipment. You know, we're, we're, so we're worried that you're not going to get the comfort, safety, dependability that you need, efficiency you need. You know, people can see that, you, that your motive is about them, not yourself. Mm -hmm. Even even if it means losing the job, right? I mean, uh, have you ever had a situation where you said, you know, I, the way you're asking me to do this for you, I'd prefer I wouldn't even I wouldn't be giving you my best service, so I wouldn't even it wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense for me to do the job for you if I wasn't able to do the service the right way. Have you ever had scenarios where you took responsibility there and said, you know, I just feel I feel like it wouldn't be good service if I went ahead and did it. Uh, a way you're trying to get me to do, like emailing a proposal, for instance. That's exactly, like, that's exactly yeah. Right there. Try that. Exactly, yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. I mean, you know, we, we're offering solutions to the customers. So we just give, can't you just email it to me? Mm -hmm. All right. You know, or, or just can't you just give it to me and I give it to my husband? All right. Or, or my wife? You know, well, that's just bad service. I mean, it would, you know, I wouldn't be right for, for me to ask you to do my job. And for me to you know, ask you to try to explain all this, what if he has a question you don't have the answer to and I put you in that position, right? So I wouldn't feel right. That was just, that was just bad service. And I don't do bad service. I only do good, good service, mm. right? So you kind of refuse to, if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. And that's something right. I think, that's some of those things I think people get a sense like, it can't be seen really, but it's like, wow, uh, that's the kind of person I want to do business with. He doesn't care if he gets the job, but what if he does get it, he wants to get it done right. Does that make sense there? Right. And he's not going to ask me to do his job and try to explain things to my husband like everybody else did. Well, you know, even like responsibility, like, you know, sometimes we get afraid because when we start talking about solutions in today's world, like if you did, a, if you did like a duckless solution with like a boiler, the things like you're doing, I'm sure you see many solutions that go over, over $50,000, right? I mean, is that fact? Would you see that? Yes, you see, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yep. So you see that. You see, so you like to take responsibility for that $50,000 price tag and say, well, what can I do? to break this down into something that could be affordable, right? And so what else could be done in that regard to make sure that salespeople uh, take responsibility for the affordability of a solution? Could you go into that a little bit more? Yeah, of course, they want to make sure that this way they offer opportunities of different ways for them to pay for it, right? Yeah, I mean, financing options, that type of thing. And also by giving different, uh, diff uh, different solutions, then you're also giving them other opportunities for something that's, that's not as premium. So you got some more economical things at the bottom, the most yep. premium things at the top, and the most premium things, even those things, you're breaking it down into a monthly payment so that people right. have the gift of affordability there, right? And that's right, right. I, think, I think a lot of times people are like, uh, I mean, most I think the clients are like, wow, does this guy think I'm gonna spend fifty thousand? I mean, 
does he does he really go around message like what's what's wrong with me? I mean, think about the decrease of the customer self esteem that again mm-hmm. not taking responsibility. We're we're thinking like what they should have fifty thousand. Like come on, <laughs> uh, who's got who's who, I mean uh, I mean of course. You and I probably got fifty thousand <laughs> but but not everybody does. I mean, yeah, the, real, the, re, the, the real people don't got that kind of money hanging around. So right. I mean, they think that that financing itself is something that uh, I think that you're taking there is something a gift of, of responsibility. You know, even even the warranty and the service. Like, how far would you say the warranty and service should extend on your premium option? Would you say? At least ten years, pilots, labor, and service, right? So they yeah. can't they can't worry about it for ten years. If they're going to invest a premium with me. And with our company, I'm going to make sure we stand behind it with you. Yeah. And so that's itself, again, we're taking responsibility. As a matter of fact, when you handle an objection, you could even say, well, the top option, we take all the responsibility and right. the bottom option. So the, the, the word responsibility or accountability uh, go together very closely. And I think you can definitely demonstrate responsibility in your solutions. I think that's obviously, if you're selling at, you know, uh, what is that? It's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a week, isn't it? If you do twelve million uh, a year, how much? Is, how yeah, much I think that? I think it's a little more than that. I mean, it's two hundred fifty thousand times fifty-two weeks is yeah, yeah, thirteen million. Yeah, so yeah, so it's right. Yeah, so but yeah, two hundred thousand, two hundred twenty-five thousand a week, I think, in that range. Yeah, two twenty-five, yeah. two thirty. You probably hit two fifty, only two hundred something. So when you're yeah. when you're when you're doing that, that does bring up something that is interesting because now when you're doing that, you're taking external external customer responsibility by making sure they have the service agreement and differentiating with those ways of doing it. How do you now take this with the internal team? Because there's another mm. customer, there's the internal customers, right? And I know that when right. I first met you, you did have some drama with coworkers when I first met, like everybody hates the best sales guy in the company, right? <laughs> so so, yeah. so yeah. You, and you, and you lived up to that too. You yeah, were, yeah. uh, you lived, you lived up to it uh, really great at that time. You were really great at making people hate you in the company. Uh, so, so, so tell us, tell us what you learned from that experience and what you did when you went to a great company like Rodenheiser and you, you changed, you, you turned to turn over a new leaf, literally yourself. Right, yeah, you, did, you, yeah. did, you, did, you didn't leave blaming all your old coworkers. You left saying, I got to make a change in me. I remember you came to me and said, what can I do for this next job? Cause I don't want to get back into that kind of situation. Right, Rick? What happened? Yeah. I think you get into a trap. All right. Because as a high level salesman, you're making a lot of promises and you want to make sure that those promises are fulfilled. All right. Because you don't want to lie to your customers. All right. So you put a lot of demands on other people. And if things don't work out the way you think you should, then you kind of you kind of get to be a prima donna and say, well, listen, I promise this. We need this to happen. But I think what you said to me that helped me a lot is, well, yes, thing on the, things on that job didn't work out perfectly. But what responsibility, what can you what could you have done better to change that? Could your communication have been better? Right. Uh, could you maybe talk about maybe putting the right the right person the right team on that job you know let's look up let's look at everything with that could have been done that maybe you could have taken more responsibility for the outcome of that job all right instead of blaming everybody else to didn't go good what could you have done differently mm, that's exactly right? it that's exactly and it. and the same and the same thing happens like with service technicians sometimes you have sales people you know you, you say to a sales uh, you, you you talk to the service guy says so who um when's the last time you talked to rick uh rick who <laughs> when, was the last time, when was the last time Rick went to a service meeting, right? Uh, you know, that, that type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, salesmen, let's face it, you know, my internal customer, my, 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 one of my best customers is the service techs, mm-hmm. right? So helping them uh, see that we're on the same team 
you know, we go to a service meeting, we, we bring them coffee and donuts, thank them for all the help we do. Also, we help them provide better service to the customer, better options to the customer, how to overcome objections for the customer. We help, we help them, we're part of the same team, all right? And so it's not only what they can give me, it's what I can share with them. That's amazing. And even for the installers, I can't tell you how many times I hear Rick, uh, salespeople saying, yeah, I wish I could sell more. I, I can't sell what Rick does. I can never get my guys to do that, do that much work. And I'm like, well, Rick has a delivery process. His, his project management process is part of the responsibility he takes there. I mean, tell us about that part, Rick, because people are saying, yeah, okay, I, if I got lucky one week, I might be able to sell 225,000, but I don't think I could ever get my team to do that much. Uh, what's the, what's the shift in responsibility it takes to serve the installation team to make sure they can get the job done too. Tell me about that. Right. We have to make sure that, um, we have the right people in the right, doing the right thing at the right time, right? So, you know, I have information, I'm, I'm communicating to the project manager. The project manager is making sure he gets everything properly, uh, the bill of materials together and everything delivered properly. So we can make sure that we're doing everything we can to make the install team as productive as they can be. Hmm, that's great. And so, and so in a way you're tech, you said, what can I do to get the installation team more productive? And so uh, how much, how much involvement do you have with the project management team to make sure they have everything they need? I mean, how, how much do you go to them and say, what can I do to make this work easier for you? Those people tell me about that. Oh, we have conversations all the time. So we use, of course we use video a lot, right? So what can I do? Well, Rick, you know, slow down a little bit in the video and, you know, Learn to pan instead of zip, <laughs> uh <-huh>. right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, just even simple things like that. Like what I can do to make sure the information that I've promised the customer, what we're going to do and what the job entails, making sure I do take my time and do a good video. And, and then they watch all those videos every week before the jobs to make sure they have everything they need to do it. So also attending those meetings to see, all right, how's the sales team doing with giving that information? You know, again, it's taking responsibility you know, instead of just complaining the job's not coming in on time, but what are you doing to make sure you're giving the information according to the right equipment and make sure your paperwork is right, has the right, all the right uh, components on it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know it, it doesn't really help if uh, they get the wrong equipment out there and it doesn't fit or whatever, whatever the thing is. So again, taking responsibility uh, is going to help you because now they can install more jobs because you're not putting impediments in their way. Wow, Rick, you know what? They always say a good podcast starts on time, but a great one ends on time. And it, it, I can't believe <laughs> 20 minutes just breezed by, which wow. proves that proves that a conversation with you and I, uh, 20 minutes could go on for three hours and that would seem like 20 minutes, but it is up. Uh, Rick, I want to say thank you again for your time and taking the effort and time to help all the service professionals out there who are trying to do pure motive service, which I really believe that in their heart. Now, by the way, Rick is the guy who invented that phrase. He coined the phrase. I, I owe you any money for that, Rick, or is that just not, that was a tip? Was that a tip? Oh, you, hey, you, you can you can send me money. I'll take it. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? All right, I, I would. A, I'd take it. It's fair. It's fair. Okay, well, we'll try and hook you up. We'll see what we could do. But uh, we'll see how famous how famous we've become here at the Pure Motive Service. But the, you know, he has he actually coined that phrase, and definitely we've uh, definitely used it, and uh, it's in everybody's heart. And uh, definitely, Rick, that, thank you for being the source of that. Definitely, and that's why I brought you on first. 
By the way, if you want to see more of this podcast, we have a little thing called Overtime. You go, go to servicemvp.com and you'll see this podcast there and you'll see other Overtime sections with Rick and I talking about the same subject of responsibility. I want to say to everybody, thank you for being here on our first podcast. We look forward to seeing you in the future. And don't forget, if you go to servicemvp.com for only $35 a month, if you pay for the whole year or $50 a month, you can get uh, this kind of great information. Or if you want to attend a live event, go to tisummit.com and attend a total immersion, which Rick attended here too himself. Uh, definitely, Rick. Again, thank you, Rick, for being here today. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for inviting me, Joe. I appreciate it.